when people say to me, oh, I don't like being on Facebook. It, it's so negative. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, all right, so who are you, who do you have showing up on your feed that you don't want to see, right? You can, you can unfollow them. And it's not like they're going to be sent a message saying, Sarah unfollowed you. Mish Hancock has a simple goal. She'd like to make the internet a kinder, gentler place. And if that sounds impossible to you, well, she's determined to do her part. The CEO of local social media marketing firm 100th Monkey has developed a list of five suggestions for each of us. You're allowing that to show up because you've engaged with it and you're showing that that's what you want to engage with. I think we do this without awareness or we think that we don't have so much control over what's going on when we actually do. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. Mish Hancock, welcome. Hi, thank you. So you want to change the way we're interacting online. Do you really think that's possible in light of just how bad it is out there? Oh my gosh, you know, I am a forever optimist. So I think if some of us out there act, you know, a little bit, you know, worse than others, of course, but for a lot of us, I think a lot of us don't even know some of the things that we are doing that are creating part of the problem. Hmm. So we may think, hey, this is a problem that has nothing to do with me. We're actually contributing to it. We, yes. Um, in, some, in some ways you don't think of. And one of the points that I bring up, I mean, I have the five points, but one of them is think about what you're clicking on. Hmm. So, you know, in the middle of the, you know, you're at night, you're playing around on your phone or whatever. And a lot of us do this. We get sucked into something, you know, like which celebrities have cellulite as an example, right? Yeah. <laughs> and what I want people, I mean, it's, it's easy to do, right? It like, is. Ooh, you know, maybe this will make me feel better about my cellulite if, you know, these other people have cellulite. But in all reality, you know, the thing I want people to think about is, is that really worth your time to look at that? And is it respectful of the person on the other end of that link? Hmm. So it's not just what we're writing online where we're actively participating. It's even just the things we click. Right. Because when you click on something like that, you're saying, hey, I, I like this stuff. I want to see more of this. And you're letting all the people that are advertising on the other end of it go, wow, this is something I should keep advertising here. Hmm. You know, one of the other tips you had that really resonated with me is it was your first, um, first of your five steps. You talked about how your feed reflects you, that we almost have to be the police of our own Facebook page and that maybe the police of our Twitter feed. If, if other people are being toxic there, it's up to us to weed them out or stop them. Uh, th this, this seems like another great example of how we might not realize we are the problem. Well, right, exactly. And so, you know, your Facebook feed is going to look different than everybody else's Facebook feed out there. And when people say to me, oh, I don't like being on Facebook, it, it's so negative. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, all right, so who are you, you know, who are you, who do you have showing up on your feed that you don't want to see, right? You can, you can unfollow them. And it's not like they're going to be sent a message saying, Sarah unfollowed you, right? Right. So you can unfollow them so you don't have to see their messages anymore. But at the same time, think about what you're clicking on again through social media. If you're engaging with negative posts and commenting on them and what have you, then again, the, al 
the algorithms, which is, you know, those mysterious things that all these platforms use that say why your feed looks the way it does, you're, you're, you're allowing that to be. You're allowing that to show up because you've engaged with it and you're showing that that's what you want to engage with. Hmm. If you're listening to this conversation, we are curious to hear from you. Have you had a toxic experience online that took the wind out of your sails? What do you think it would take to change the dynamic on social media? Or have you seen things on social media that actually give you hope? You can give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. You can also send us a tweet at STL on air, or you can email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Mish, I'm curious for you, have you personally had a toxic experience here? That, that has sort of driven your interest in this? Or is this more of an academic interest on your part? You know, what it really is, is you know, I, I feel very blessed um, because when I go on Facebook or what have you, I feel like I see a lot of beautiful, positive, supportive people. Hmm. But being in the industry I'm in, I hear it all the time, you know, from potential clients, you know, when they're like, oh, I don't want to be on Facebook. It's so negative. And I think, now, wait a minute, let's talk about that. Because really, most of the pages that we work, we really don't see a lot of toxicity. I don't know if we just have amazing energy at 100th Monkey or what have you. But I think that part of it is is that on behalf of our clients, we are also very positive in the messaging. So we think positivity, we support the positivity in everything that we're doing, and then it's reflected back on the pages that we're working Hmm. So this is kind of one of these things, the inputs you put in determine to ex- some extent what you're getting back from it. A lot of it really is. And I, and you know, and I, I want people to understand their part in it because I think we do this without awareness or we think that we don't have so much control over what's going on when we actually do. Hmm. So you've got these five tips. We've talked about two of them here, this idea that your feed reflects you and also this idea that your click matters. Um, Then you're talking about the the importance of being a cheerleader. Um, Walk us through how we can actively do that as opposed to some of the more passive we're talking about um, that we've already talked about here. So it's putting kindness as a priority, right? And so if you're thinking, you know, what are you going to post today? Think about posting in support of people. Maybe it's a company that is doing amazing work. Maybe it's one of your friends that, you know, they may need support in some way, shape, or form. Think about supporting the people that are within your own digital community. Hmm. So to find the way to put that kindness out there, uh, be a cheerleader. Your fourth tip here, I think this is the one that that really could lead to some soul searching for people. This is the idea that we need to look at ourselves. So this is where I get really deep um, because, you know, if you are a person that is compelled to act out in some way, so you you have a, a condescending attitude in your posts and you act out in anger or what have you, You've heard the expression, hurt people, hurt people. Mm -hmm. So this is really the time to think to yourself, why am I compelled to act in this manner? What kind of hurt or wound do I have that I have not yet healed? And that is when you go, I mean, here comes the new year, and this could be the perfect time to engage the help of a therapist or, you know, some sort of a professional that can help you figure out why are you feeling this need to act in that way? It doesn't do you any good. It doesn't do anyone else any good. 
But without the awareness that you are doing this and that there is an issue at hand, you're going to keep doing it. So you might be the troll, but once you realize you're the troll, you're not doomed to be the troll. Yes, you're not doomed to be the troll. And I can tell you it's so much lovelier to not be the troll. (laughs) I I like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it seems like, you know, some of these people that are so unhappy online, you almost just feel sorry for them as much as they're ruining things for everybody else. It seems like it does come from a place of misery. And you're saying, hey, you can get help for that misery. You can get help for it and you can participate in a way that is really positive and you'll start seeing it. It'll start, like we said, your feed reflects you. It'll be reflected back to you. So your, your fifth step here, this, this brings us to something that I wanted to make sure we got a chance to talk to you about today because this is something that is important to you. It's so important to you in your life. You've actually named your company after this principle. The idea is you want people to be the first monkey. What do you mean when you're talking about monkeys here? The first monkey, your company is the 100th monkey. Tell us the monkey story. <laughs> So, yes, so the 100th monkey effect is a real thing. I mean, you can look it up, but the idea behind it is that a a new behavior that will spread rapidly. So the story goes that there were a group of scientists. They were studying this colony of monkeys monkeys on this little island in Japan, and they would feed the monkeys sweet potatoes, which would get covered in sand. But one day, one of the monkeys figured out, if I take this sweet potato over to the stream, I wash the sand off. This is way better to eat this way. And the scientists said that little by little, the rest of the monkeys began to take up this behavior. And by the hundredth monkey, it became the new way of doing things. So I am saying, let's get this hundredth monkey effect in place for positivity and kindness and more loving and supportive messages online. Hmm. So this makes sense in terms of monkeys who are all living on an island together. But, you know, there's 331 million Americans. And then online, we're also interacting with people from all over the world. How many monkeys is it going to take to actually change the dynamic when we've got a pool that is as huge as the online world? Oh, my gosh. So, Sarah, that is the to be seen, right? Mm -hmm. But we got to start somewhere. I mean, you know, a hundred monkeys, the hundredth monkey is not going to do it, right, to Mm -hmm. change the behavior of the world. But little by little, as we get these people to change, have awareness with what they're doing, it could look a lot better out there. Hmm. You know, social media has definitely, and, you know, as a person that works in it every single day, we've seen over time, I mean, just pick up a newspaper, which we don't really do anymore, but watch anything online, look at what's going on in the news and how people are behaving on social media. This is not something that should be out there. I would love to see, and we really are, I think people forget this, but we really are one. Mm -hmm. We really are one as a human race, and we should be in this all together and supporting and loving each other. So, And also realizing that what social media can really do is help us connect to people all across the globe. I mean, there are some really good things that can come out of this if we're using it in a smart way. I mean, and think about how you can get to know another culture. You can learn about human beings anywhere now so much easier, but you have to be open to it and you have to be in a place where... You know, you don't want to attack somebody because they're a little bit different than you. That's what makes the world interesting is that we're all different. 
So we actually got an interesting email from a listener, Bob, in St. Louis. He had a couple different um, thoughts on this subject. One of them is he says there's a tendency for liberals to try to be more liberal than thou. For example, Buttigieg served in the military and they're the biggest polluters. Therefore, he cannot be trusted with the transportation department. And Bob says this also applies to conservatives or religious groups, I presume. This isn't just a liberal thing. He adds there's an off-sighted tendency to click on the more outrageous bait and the money made from that impedes progress. And then he adds, I'm convinced that some posts are bad actors who are paid to sow discord. Am I paranoid in that? Mish, what would you say to that? Well, I'm going to agree with him. I mean, I think that that could very much be the case, that we are being baited. So you've heard of clickbait, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and clickbait is just that yucky stuff that, you know, I know we're curious human beings. I get that we're curious. But again, Let's think about what you are inviting into your brain space. And I, I love that he brought this up. Uh, you know, you do not want to participate in this stuff, even though your curiosity is there. Think about, do I want to invite this into my world, the energy of this, you know, and then will that energy go to other people that they don't want it either? So what if we truly brought awareness to a lot more of what we're doing online, and we didn't participate in that. And and thank you, Bob. I think you were right on. I do believe some of it, it isn't even true. Mm-hmm. Well, it's such a big problem. There's so much to this. But I love that you do have these five concrete steps here. And this is something people can really engage with and vow to do better on. It might be the perfect New Year's resolution for people. If people want to know more about this campaign, where would you send them for that? So we actually started a Facebook group, and I invite everyone to join us, um, and it is under 100th ME, so that's 100THME for Monkey Effect. You can find our Facebook group there. Anyone can join. We'd love to have you along. You know, the more the merrier when it comes this time of year, especially with all the kindness that we can give each other. Yeah, I hope um, that you can get past the hundredth monkey, get to the thousandth monkey. We might need the millionth monkey here. Let's turn this thing around, Mish. I think you've got this. (laughs) I love it, Sarah. Thank you. Well, Mish Hancock, thank you so much for joining us. And before we move on, I want to say a big thank you. Here's some positivity for the day. And this thank you goes to you for listening to this show. Last Friday, the St. Louis on the Air podcast reached a milestone. That's 1 million downloads for this year. That's about a 240% increase over just two years ago. And we want to thank you so much for that. And if you ever miss a conversation or you want to hear one again, our podcast is available. It's free. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.